If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. AIDS is a leading cause of death in African-Americans, especially in young women. HIV affects African-American heterosexual women more than any woman of any other race. One in 48 African-American women may be diagnosed with HIV in their lifetime. I will be hosting a virtual event on December 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is World AIDS Day, to unite in the fight against HIV, to show support for people living with HIV, and to remember and honor those who died from an AIDS-related illness. If you are interested in attending this virtual event, please visit the link in the show notes below. With that being said, I hope you all really do enjoy this week's episode as it is a follow-up episode with my guest from episode 10, I Am HIV Positive. Her story is beyond inspirational, and I really do hope that y'all enjoy it. Until next time, everyone, thanks for always holding me down and now holding me up. <laughs> Later. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional homegirls and niggas it's your girl ebony from the phg podcast the only place where you will hear interviews from women anonymously on stories that will enlighten and expand on taboo topics now if you hear someone that sounds familiar mind the business that pays you child 
If you like the PhD podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five-star reviews only. Hold me down. Don't hold me up. You can connect with me on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl, at the PXG Podcast, and last but not least, at Epine Beauty. If you are all caught up with episodes, listen to bonus episodes by supporting the PXG Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PXG Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. As always, I am super excited about speaking with my guest. I haven't spoken to her since March 19th, since 2019. Oh, wow. I know, right? So what is up? How are you doing? Oh, life is grand. We're in the year 2020, and we're doing the best that we can. So it's wonderful. Um, you don't I can't sound be- too convincing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm so tired today like and we'll get into all the work that I'm doing but I've been on calls all week I've done a Aviv summit um I'm working with an organization called the well project who I love so much I do my own business stuff healing is voluntary and mm-hmm. I have this nine-year-old and I just ate today so if we're going to speak anything on self-care I've just eaten today since Wednesday. <laughs> so. Oh my God. No, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. She has been like ever since I mean, we'll get more into it during our interview or our conversation, should I say, but ever since the last time I spoke to you, like you've been nonstop. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And all I can do is just say thank you, God. Thank you, like universe. It's amazing. Um, oh my gosh. So March nineteenth. 2019 wow I know but before you start how has the pandemic been treating you the pandemic yeah I cannot complain at all sis like I posed Mm -hmm. this question to my Facebook the other day of like has 2020 really been the worst year of your life um because for me I would say that 2007 was the worst year of my life for many different reasons but this year has definitely been a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an eye-opener. As a Black woman in America who grew up in poverty, there were some things that that experience had already taught me how to deal with. Mm-hmm. So like what? I, know, <laughs> I know how to work on limited resources. You know, I know All how right. to stretch. I already have a firm foundation of community. So whenever I'm out of something, I can reach out to another person in my community for that because that's something we've already established in poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm able that, that not knowing, you know, that, and, uh, we already know that they don't really care too much about people that look too much like me. So you kind of have this independence anyway from, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger structure shit, of things. Look like us. <laughs> we look alike. <laughs> <laughs> you act like you're yes. talking to a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to keep things so personal because I never want to speak for nobody else. Mm-hmm. But yes, for people that look like us, brown any shade of brown they they treat us different and so yeah it is what it is and just getting putting the boots to the ground and getting it working and coming up with like unconventional ways of continuing to move forward Mm -hmm. um been very creative in that um thank you god like i have had no i haven't had to file any unemployment claims right 
like life is grand so <laughs> 2020 is a different one that's all I could say when everything happened um did COVID scare you and the reason why I ask this because I always feel like people that find out about let's say your status they always are more so scared of you but not it should it's the other way around whereas I can get you sicker faster than you can get me sicker yes definitely um at the beginning I really took it as a joke to be honest like Mm -hmm. oh they're coming out with another virus but then I think is we went on the implications were that it wasn't just a joke that it is serious and it was people serious. are dying <laughs> and so now dag i don't want to get sick because i don't need anything else you know in my right. life but in speaking with my medical providers there was a question i posed to her was would like what would covid look like for someone living with hiv she, and mm. she said you know as long as you're taking a medicine and your immune system is working as it should it wouldn't look any different in you than anyone else Mm -hmm. so having that gave me some confidence to continue just living normally and I'm a caretaker I caretake for a few of my family members so I'm the one going out in the street because we have some disabled and some um older Mm -hmm. and your son yes and my son um so I'm the one going out into the supermarket, standing in the long lines, you know, and I felt like the sacrificial lamb. I used it sometimes to explain, like, I'm the one that was willing to go out here and see what it was about, make sure we had all the stuff that we needed just so that I could keep them safe. And it was a lot of you know, making sure that I'm keeping myself sanitized and my mm-hmm. hands washed, face covered, but then still like putting those people there they were a priority to me and they still are over myself so yes it scares me but you got to do what you got to do right so a fun fact I learned something something about you and I thought it was so funny because you're always doing it on Instagram <laughs> I learned that you want to be a dancer growing up <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I <laughs> girl, y'all, she be on Instagram doing all types of dance moves. I'm like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> it's but, mainly just moving my hips, okay? <laughs> but it makes me so happy. I'm not going to lie. And I can tell that it makes you happy. So what are some other ways that you keep your joy? Hashtag self-care. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that my spirituality is something that definitely keeps me rooted in that joy. So knowing that there's nothing that you or anybody else could say about me that would replace what I know about myself because I'm a creation as we all are. And I'm very firm rooted in that. Um, I like to... (laughs) I like to watch Ratchet YouTube sometimes. That's one of my things that keeps me, um, you know, disconnected from everything else. Wait, what's a Ratchet YouTube channel? Oh, my God, girl. So (laughs) I would shamelessly say that I love this one called um, Tasha K, but she's so messy. You have to kind of, like, treat her. Oh, (laughs) I know what you're talking about, (laughs) child. It's so Ratchet. And... uh, Armand, like, I used to pride myself on the fact that I didn't, like, watch all those popular shows. And look at you now. (laughs) And now I'm on YouTube (laughs) with it. But, um, 
I'm even still pulling inspiration, you know, from places that are unlikely because I'm so inspired by, you know, anybody that can remain consistent in whatever they're doing and whenever they, whenever they're faced with adversity, they don't mm-hmm. give up. Like that is always still so inspiring. I love to. It is my purpose here to help other people. So that's the yeah. reason why my platforms have been able to continue the way that they have is because there is an authenticity and a genuine love that I have for other people and making you feel better. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I feel some way about my gut and I got plenty of it, me getting up here mm-hmm. showing my gut or mm-hmm. me, you know, dancing will inspire another person. So that's joy in a nutshell. Mm. so one thing about you child is <laughs> you stay with a man honey mm-hmm. so how has your dating life been well so if we talked in march of last year everything was probably really good yeah but i'm just we're just going through a little breakup right now so trying to like you know phase that person out of my life um Hmm. getting to a point where I got shit to do like I got stuff to take care of and everybody's not really ready to go on a journey with you no matter how bad you want them to be there right so now I'm in the not a new space but rejoining this space of being single and being alone and what that looks like and it looks so much different to me now than it has previously because I have so much going on so Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really know what dating would be. Right Did you now. learn anything about yourself from dating? And not with this last person, but just in general. Because I feel like when I look at where you are now and I listen to our first conversation, like I can even hear a change in your, your tone. Mm-hmm. So did, what did you learn different or what did you learn new in dating? In dating. Um, that I'm not going to settle. Like, my HIV status doesn't have to make me accept someone else's baggage, you know? Because at some point, I would... I thought that. I thought that, oh, since you accept me living with HIV, then I have I to... I got to put up with your bullshit, right? Yeah, all of it. And no, mm-hmm. no, no. At some point, there's a fucking cutoff because I'm not coming to the table with that. Right. No. So have anybody thrown it in your face before? Oh yeah. Oh wow. That's ex. that's hurtful. Oh yeah, a dirty what did he call me? <clears throat> yeah, he called me a dirty whore or something like that. And I'm nasty and he had his ex girlfriend calling me names and stuff. Yeah. Wow. But this last one, that's something that I really appreciate. Like that has never been never been a point for him to take. So mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, you know, when people get made, they like to throw anything up. And if you could say I got HIV, then, yeah, but I dealt with that already, so it don't hurt. Like, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I, one thing also, um, when I was listening to our last conversation was, um, you were recently married. So do you want to get married again? Well, not recently, because it's been a while. No, we were engaged. I wasn't married to him. I've been married before. Right, you were married before. Yeah, and that was in my early 20s. Um, And so that didn't last very long. And I'm actually sitting here contemplating marriage again. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. 
I'm too free right now, and I have too much to accomplish to, like, be trying to start over, at least in this moment. So, I don't know, maybe one day, mm-hmm. but not today. No. <laughs> you like to get this check. <laughs> <laughs> Period. The reason why I'm asking you this because, you know, I'm going to share a question uh, from one of the listeners, and it kind of, like, broke my heart because... You know, I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our mistakes. And it's like, when I look at you, I really do see you being happy and you living a full life. Like, HIV is just only a small part of you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I read her question later on, but it was it's really heartbreaking. I definitely gave her your information so she can reach out to you or just for she can just look on your Instagram page and see the light that you exude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because um, oh, life is not over. Life is definitely not over with the HIV diagnosis. And I'm not really sure if we had spoken about my other diagnosis in the other interview. But, no, we um, did not. I was going to bring it up, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, might as well, because it go with that one. So not really, but I have HIV and HSV, which is herpes. Mm-hmm. So I have genital herpes, and I contracted that after HIV. So From, a, from the same person? No, from a different person. Oh, okay. But with this person, I had I told them about my, you know, my status, and they just didn't share with me theirs. So that's how I ended up getting, you know, both of them. And, what did you say to him? Oh, he denies it to this day. Mm. He denies it. But I know for a fact, because I never was having them type of issues before him. I've been tested and everything. All I had was HIV. Uh-huh. And we... We use condoms, and up until we took that condom off, I was straight. And then as soon as that condom came off, I had my first outbreak. Mm. Um, but dating with STIs, STDs, period, is hard, but dating by itself is hard. Mm-hmm. So you just, I think, I don't know, you got to just keep going for it, keep trying. Like, everybody not going to tell you yes, you not going to like everybody. Right. But just, it's about, I say, if you put out 100 applications, at least one person is going to come back that you like. And it has to be a mutual, like, and not just accepting somebody bullshit because you come with something. Like, right. oh, no, you worth more than it. Mm-hmm. When you found out about your, uh, about the herpes, did you were you feeling down and stuff, or you just like it is what it is? Gotta keep it moving. I was hurt right. because that was another breach of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was already like, all right, come on, just <laughs> right, <laughs> come on, gotta keep it moving. And this was still, this has been a while, so mm-hmm. I've had time to like deal with it and kind of like see how I'm going to navigate in this space. And speaking with many people, there are a lot of people in this world with herpes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I Listen. was reading the CDC. I think they said, like, 500 million people in the world with it. Yeah, it's a lot of people with herpes. But that's why the doctors don't even test for herpes, because they don't even consider herpes as a um as an STD. They consider it a skin infection. Oh, that joint hurt. It hurt, hurt, hurt. Mm-hmm. At least that's been my experience. And knowing that I contracted it, you know, in the way that I did, 
<laughs> and why are you laughing about it? <laughs> because I'm still trying to figure out how this person could still say they ain't got it. You lying. Mm. You lying. And but they say that men can be like silent carriers. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they won't have any symptoms. But you know, you know. Ugh. And now just navigating that space of living with two STIs and it can all be managed uh-huh. and it still doesn't make you worthless. Absolutely like, not. Hard. But what made you come out with this? Because you know, I already knew about this because me and you, this is not our first time having a conversation. But in the beginning you wasn't really sharing that part of your story. Did something change or no, it just was a part of you know, my journey to transparency. So when I first disclosed my HIV status, it was around World AIDS Day in 2018. And that's when I first came public with it. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, I felt like I was not being authentic. Like, no, y'all, this is the real deal. And there is a lot of shame I know that exists because I know I'm not the only person living with HIV who also has herpes. But when speaking to many advocates, it's like you you either got to pick one or the other because the world is not ready ready for this. Especially from a black man. Oh, yeah. Because it, yeah, no. <laughs> no. And, oh, it's so great that you bring that black woman thing up again. <laughs> yeah. I And how we are so often objectified and, like, sexualized and, you know, said that we are this, this, and this way. And every fucking stereotype you got about me, like, you might as well throw that out the window. And I've had to do that with my own self is throw those labels and things out of my window. Just because I turn my waist the way that I turn my waist, it, I might bend over and, and she do be winding, y'all. And I... <laughs> And I might, you know, ask these questions without much of a filter. That doesn't mean, that don't mean nothing. It really ain't got nothing to do with you. And you can't make no assumptions off of it at all. I know people that is, you know, very comfortable in their sexuality and their femininity. And, you know, just choose to express that. But are still virgin. Mm-hmm. So you can't judge none of that. Like, throw all of that. I'm all for people, like, giving them the middle finger. Because you keep that over there. Whatever you got over there, keep mm-hmm. it there. Because I'm going to be me. And this is what it is. And anything else would be an assumption. Do you feel like more people are accepting of the virus since it's becoming so common? HIV? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Really? No. No. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I think that we are hearing about it a little bit more. And we have, you know, things out there like prep and pep and commercials and stuff like that. Which I've been hearing some mixed reviews about uh, pep or prep. What you you been hearing about? So I spoke to my homegirl and she is a nurse and she's also um, transgender. And she was telling me how uh, a lot of medical professionals has been pushing the prep pill but it's like the number one reasons for your kidney to fail and they're not telling people that no no so this puts me in a very no um, as you agree with me or no as in that's correct (laughs) no that's correct Mm -hmm. no that's real correct and I've always been one to speak about because it's HIV drugs the, I believe what they're using for prep don't hold me to this, but I believe it's Truvada. Mm-hmm. 
Truvada is one of the pills I first took in one of my first regimens of medicine to treat my HIV. And they know that HIV meds have effects long term and, you know, on these major organs and stuff. They know that. So now for it to be put in prep, Yes, I I mean, I wouldn't expect for the side effects and long-term effects to change. And that is a reason why I still always want people to know that the option is available. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really like one of the ones you ain't going to see too much on my page about it because I do feel like that. And I I just feel like more and more research needs to be done because if I'm undetectable, right, it's very it will speak to my situation. Right? But not- um, the research must be, but not not the pill itself. But I think that they were realizing that it could be taken to prevent the virus from growing in your body. So you know, prep is. I kind of like to think of it as like birth control for HIV. Right. So you could take that pill every day, and if you were ever exposed to HIV, it wouldn't give like HIV would have no chance. It wouldn't be able to attach to your cells or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you have something called PEP. PEP would be a pill that you, I kind of like to think of it as the morning after pill. So say you were exposed and then you go get this treatment for PEP. So that wouldn't be like you was taking it every day. They would just give you the dosage then. So that once again, to get, to take HIV before it has a chance to wreak havoc in right. Um. But yeah, they do have um, long-term effects. And I think what's really important to note is that a lot of the people that were diagnosed with the virus, you know, like early on, many of them who are still here, thank God, they are like now over 50. So now we're getting new research that we didn't always have our hands on. So now we're we're seeing what these medicines are doing to people who are in the older population. We don't yet have the data to see, you know, what these pills are going to do over the complete lifetime because, you know, we, but yeah. So I feel like on one hand, we treating it, I'm undetectable. So we had that message, undetectable equals untransmittable. So if I take my medicine and I become virally suppressed, I forget the time frame that they give for, but if, as long as that is the case, I wouldn't be able to transmit HIV to anybody sexually, mm-hmm. right? So now, if I'm undetectable and I'm with a person who is HIV negative, I don't understand why they would have to take prep. Like, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't because it's like I'm already doing what I need to do so that they don't. So that I can't pass to be exposed to it, right? Them to take the pills. I guess maybe it's like another backup or something. And every person should know that it's available to them. But I'm just not going to be the one to push it. Right. So since the last time we talked, and even to now, obviously everybody can tell that you're really big on educating our community. And anybody else on HIV. So what's have what you been up to or what's some of the things you've been involved in lately? Oh wow, it's so great. So I I guess we've done a Hello Beautiful insert. We've done um something with Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Um my 
organization is now at LLC. Okay. I'm offering coaching sessions. I do um <laughs> I do social media, so I, I'm a social media consultant now. I just sat on the board for HRSA and they're the ones that do it like Ryan White funds. I just came from a virtual conference which would have been in Puerto Rico. Ooh. But the US conference on AIDS. I'm so much, so much. Every conference I could get my hands on, I'm trying to be there just so that I can, you know, be abreast on what the newest information is so that I can come back to the community and share. Mm-hmm. Now, the question from the listener, um, she was diagnosed with HIV, I want to say to around 2007, 2008. So her question is, how did you move beyond the bitterness and resentment towards the person who gave it to you? Well, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put most of the blame on myself because I can't really tell you who gave me. Like, I have a good idea, but I can't really say for sure. And that's a heavy burden. And you never went to him, huh? I went to who I thought it was. (laughs) Um, And, okay, who I thought it was the first time. He put me on hold, and he never came back to the other line, right? (laughs) So then the dude that I'm really almost certain, because the next time I saw him, he looked like he was not taking care of himself, like, at all, and I never said anything to him, I was really more disappointed in my own self, and I'll do that sometimes, take more responsibility than what I'm entitled, but this, I feel like if I was doing what I needed to do to protect myself, there was no chance that this could Mm -hmm. have happened, so how I've learned to forgive and move past myself is that, you know, we make mistakes sometimes. Sometimes they come with long-term, um, you know, guilt. Sometimes it's something that you could just forget about real quick. But this one is something that, you know, I have a long forever my whole life to think about. And you can't beat yourself up forever. I think the greatest analogy I've ever heard is like when a child gets in trouble, you would put them in time out, but you wouldn't keep their child in time out forever. So why would you do that to yourself? Like at some point you have to, you have to forgive. You have to learn how to love again and understand that you need to offer yourself some grace because that probably ain't the first or the last mistake right. you ever gonna make. So yeah, that's what were some other things you did towards your healing? Because when I was listening to your um the first episode we did, and you was like. Like, you and your mom, y'all cried for, like, three days. And, like, you know, you just really had a hard time for obvious reasons. So, like, what were some other things you did just to give her a couple of more options? Okay. and But she's speaking specifically to the person. That oh, just for her. From. Just from so, her period. Like, just getting over it and accepting it. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely had to build a support. A yeah. Support. And I was very, very lucky because my mom was and still is a major part of my support. Um, Some people don't have that from the beginning. So what I suggest always is to reach out and look for that support. Like we have the blessings of 
you know, social media at our fingertips for the most point. And there are so many organizations, small groups, um, Facebook groups, advocates that are open online. So many of them available that if you just browse through their page, you'll find another advocate or another advocate, somebody that you can connect with. And we're not all the same, so it's not like a one-size-fits-all but I'm sure that you can find somebody that you can relate to and kind of just like, you know, reach out to them and who they're following and just get connected a little bit. I have people sometimes create like fake pages to reach out to me and I understand it because we want to protect Mm. their privacy. Um, But just reaching out to talk. I personally on my own page, I make phone calls, like people reach out to me. I take the time to call them back. We email, we talk in DMs because I never want you to feel alone. Like that 17-year-old that was in the office the same day I got diagnosed or went for my first treatment. She was in there by herself. And I felt so bad and knew that I wanted to I wanted to be there with her, like to help support her, even though we was in the same situation. So yeah, I think for me, support has been the greatest thing that can come from doctors other providers I go to therapy therapy is a necessity in Mm -hmm. my life I go once a week and I've been doing it for almost two years one of the most beneficial things that I've ever done oh isn't it wonderful I ain't gonna lie I I mean I had a real fucked up day today but besides that I've been real zen out like I don't let things get to me as much as I used to therapy has been Mm -hmm. very instrumental in my girl for sure Mm-hmm. And realizing that you know you we pack down so much stuff, and maybe the emotion that we feel in the day isn't attributed to anything that happened today, but <clears throat> we need a place to be able to unpack that. And therapy for me mm-hmm. is that I get to go in here every week that one hour. Well, of course we're doing it virtual now. But that one hour is just about me. So if I don't take no other time for myself out there, we we got one hour that is doing some major, major work on the inside. And I I, I big up therapy all the time. Um, one thing that we spoke about recently is how PXG changed things for you, being that it was the first platform you shared your story. Yeah, that made me so happy. So awesome. <laughs> Yes, it was, uh, um, you were among the, one of the first ones I did, and I just always hold y'all to such high esteem, because, like, we don't, I think sometimes we don't realize this inverse, our reciprocal relationship, because, like, while we're, I'm out here helping educate, you know, your audience, you out here inspiring me to believe that mm. I have a voice, like, I ain't think I had no voice. Oh, if somebody would listen to this, okay, cool. And just how that just can create a fire in somebody. And my fire ain't went out yet. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had a really shitty day, so I'm a little emotional. I almost started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I appreciate it. Nah, sis, keep going. Keep going, because you got a good thing going. You got a good thing. And 
to anybody that has, you know, a platform, I always just say keep going. Even if we don't get no likes, no views, no nothing, you reached whoever you were supposed to reach, and there is still purpose in it. Um, what do you think is in the future for HIV? Like, do you think they're going to have a virus? Not a virus. you think they're going to have a cure soon? <sighs> the conspiracy theorist in me says that they already mm-hmm. had one. Why you say that? Um because I just feel like there's probably already a cure for a lot of different things here. But I feel like the money-making game, like, it makes so much money. My pills are $3,000 a month, and it's just for one person, and it's just for the pills. Not to count my lab work I need to get when I go, or the doctor visit itself, or anything else. Like, just the medication is $3,000. And you can treat somebody forever it will only take one time to cure them so if you can't i mean a business move you could get this money mm-hmm. <laughs> get the bag and as we see our government don't really care about mm-hmm. the people like this is this is very clear like i don't know if it took one presidency for it to become more clearer than this what right. we already know they don't care so um But I did just see a trial or some research come out that said that they were looking at an injectable Mm. um, HIV regimen where it would be like every two months or something, long-acting shots. Um, And I can't remember if it was being referred to for PrEP or for treatment. But you see, they coming up with, you know, newer advanced stuff every day. So I can see a cure being released sometime mm. in the future. And last but not least, looking back over everything that you have accomplished and you will accomplish, did you think you would make it this far? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And it just amazes me every day that, oh, once again, that reciprocal relationship because I now have this relationship with people on my platform that I've never met in my life and how they just keep pushing me every day. Like, I'm thinking I'm falling, like, I just want to fall back. I don't want to do this no more. And then somebody reaches out and says, oh, you motivated me so much or you you did this. And I'm like, really, y'all still becoming <laughs> motivated through all of this, what I feel like mess over here? Um, no, I didn't think. I did not think that I would be able to be working from home in the way that I'm working from home, doing things that I actually love to do. Mm-hmm. No, never would I have thought. Well, I am super proud of you. I think that just watching you, and I'm like, damn, I cannot believe it's been like over a year some change, and like you really hit the ground running. So I think what you're doing is amazing, and I'm pretty sure. This will not be the last time we talk about doing some things together. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm always down. Always, always. Especially, like, just reaching the people. The I want to make it, like, real personable. Because I'm just another person. Like, we are people. And we have our own struggles and battles. And I'm not here to flex. For nobody. Like, it just is what it is. I make payment arrangements. Yes, so, come on. <laughs> not, not Call and ask can I get a late fever move? <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Professional homegirls out here making it do, making it work now. 
<laughs> yes. 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 But that's what it is. Because I think that, especially in the age of social media, um, we are often caught up in those pictures. Yo, I'm showing you my best angles, and I'm taking this in the best lighting with my best clothes on. I'm not showing you the the payment arrangement that the phone yes, bill's man. on that the picture got <laughs> took on, okay? And I'm not telling you that this is my homegirl car because my car got a dent in the side of it. Like, we just aren't, you can't believe everything that you see. So if I can use my life and my platform to make things a little more real, to take a little pressure off of somebody else, yes, we right, well, I Listen, if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the com. As always, it is a pleasure speaking with my guests. I'm going to ask her about some things off the air. So you have anything you want to say before we leave? I know that I don't really know you and you don't really know me, but I, I love you and please oh. believe it. Oh, I love you too. And I really do appreciate you. Like you have been one of my favorite guests. And as we approach two years, I could not have done it without you. So I appreciate you. You're welcome. And until next time, everyone. Later. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.